0: You're listening to another film podcast where three friends watch a movie and discuss and debate it. Get ready for some hot takes, some non sequiturs, and a lot of banter. And as always, there will be spoilers. Roll pop.
1: Colin, and I recently rewatched Oppenheimer, and it still fucking rips. Bless. Uh, my name is Matt, and I
0: recently watched Ghost in the Shell for the first time. The anime, or the... The anime, the anime not the Scarlet Johansson movie. <laughs> but it, I can't help but bring up that remake, uh, what I've talked about this movie, so... Not the live-action one. Uh, but maybe I'll see that one just to see how
2: bad it is. Uh, my name is Tierney, and I am currently reading Really Good, Actually, by Monica Heisey, and it is fucking hilarious.
1: <laughs> would I you say about. that it's really good?
2: Actually? actually? I would.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is this a sequel to Love, Actually?
2: Oh, no.
0: God. Damn. It's better. Because I, I, it does fit the theme of love and really good. And actually.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure.
0: <laughs> but it is funny. You like it? I do. Is it new?
2: Uh, I think it came out in the last year. I don't know. It's new to me, and I've been lolling while reading it. Uh, oh, another bless. thing I did this week was watch Hot Fuzz.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: This is the sequel to the uh, Shaun of the Dead introductory to the trilogy. The Cornetto Trilogy. Uh, This movie came out in 2007. It also stars Simon Pegg and Nick Frost and pretty much every other British comedian. Um, I
1: made a note. I was like, when they were casting this movie, they were like, are you British? Have you at some point in your life been funny? Great, you're in this
2: movie. (laughs) (laughs) Non-stop
1: bangers. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And it uh, takes place in a small town in uh, England and... Features Uber Cop Simon Pegg. Um, Uber, and cop. My cat- Uber cop, super cop. Uber cop. Uh, yeah, and not my- the rideshare service. No. <laughs> and my three things were dialogue, acting, and visuals.
1: Same. Uh, so I want to, I want to be out on Front Street. I really do like this movie, but I'm gonna go with a nar for one of my okay, just just to, this is just to, to switch things up a little bit. And I, yeah. it's not like something I feel terribly strongly about, but I figured we'd all mostly be yassas for the Cornetto trilogy, so I wanted to to just spice things up a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna go with dialogue, acting, and for my are my Yosses, and for my Nar, I'm gonna go story slash plot. Okay, interesting.
2: So, all right. Uh, do we want to uh, kick it off where we all agree? For dialogue, to be should. honest, the notes I have is just things I found funny.
0: Yeah, I had a couple notes like that that I wrote <laughs> down.
2: Maybe we us just start um, there. It seems like you can to it out of the way. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I was like, this has much funnier dialogue. It's much quippier, and it's much more of my humor. Uh, and so... Do we mm. want to just read? I can just read through the lines I thought were really good.
0: Yeah, give us give yeah. us your faves. Give us Tierney's faves. Uh,
2: the fascist hag crossword gag. Incredible! Uh, it's so good. Fact, that
0: rhymes. That's fun. Yeah,
2: <laughs> the fact that all of the last names are jobs gets me every time. Um, oh. Oh yeah. Everyone in the in the town's last name is a, a occupation. Butterman. He's
0: yeah. the Butterman,
2: Messenger, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> all of
0: them. Say, let's, wow. let's these are really obvious. Let's run through some of these. Uh, uh, Skinner, sure. Uh, One who skins, of course. Cooper, what's a Cooper? Yeah. Uh,
2: he uh, coops. I think it's ch- like a chicken Me- razor person. I don't mm. know.
1: Mm. Okay, I have no idea. Uh, Weaver. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. Yeah, messenger. We went over merchant. LOL.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm. Porter. Mhm. Fisher. Oh, that's fun. I don't know if I've ever caught that actually. Wow. <laughs>
2: oh, really? Yeah. Good even, call out. Even even <laughs> down to the kids he arrests in the when he first comes to town, they all have uh, occupations for last names. Hmm. Um.
0: Wow. The he really never caught that.
2: Oh. The uh you've got a you've got a mustache, I know. <laughs> uh the old man who grumbles just is endlessly entertaining and that whole translation scene um at the farm. Uh his mom and his sister, same person. <laughs> um yeah.
0: are they, as, are they as big as him? Huh? Are they as big as him? Same person. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh every dark thing skinner says is very funny uh that
0: is right up your alley all his like a little
2: and his little grin (laughs) and then when i think my favorite line from the movie is when olivia coleman smacks that girl and goes (laughs) nothing like a bit of girl on girl i (laughs) guess i wrote that line down too
1: the running Uh, bit between oh sorry did you have more
2: I wrote mothers, but I actually don't know what that refers to. I don't know either. I think maybe that's a typo that should say the Andes, but I have that down under acting, so. (laughs) Anyway, those are all mine. I don't know. Uh,
1: The running bit where Olivia Coleman says something dirty and then the guy who barely speaks (laughs) (laughs) just was just like like there's the one where um like right after the car accident scene like when they're on the scene um and the guy breaking it down is just like, and the top came clean off. And and Olivia Colman says something to the effect of like, oh, I've had my top off on this yeah. like area. And then the, like, the mostly incoherent guy just like giggles and says, tits. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they're at the the crime scene of uh, the guy's house who blows up, and they're talking about how he like, he's like, I always told him he shouldn't eat that late. And she's like, oh, I always like it. Uh, she, I wrote it down. It was so funny. She says something to the effect of, I always like a midnight snack or something like that. Oh yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, I, I quite like a midnight gobble and he giggles and says cocks. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) Uh,
0: yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I have exact lines. No, I do. I have a few. Um, the repetition of "Yeah, boy," but this time it's "Yeah, Roy" <laughs> uh, was great. Uh, Nick Frost, after the guy's like uh, you and this and your monkey, and he's like, "Was he talking to me or him?"
1: <laughs> I also like that that was like a fun callback to uh, Ed's running bit where he just like is a, a chimpanzee in oh, yeah. Shaun of the oh, Dead, right. where he like plays the monkey character. <laughs> and like, good point. Uh, so I thought that was like a fun little callback. Yeah, absolutely. That. In, in addition to just like a really clever joke when he's like literally holding a stuffed monkey.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, it just felt a lot more like a comedy than Shaun of the Dead did. And I don't know if it's just because I don't watch a lot of horror that I like maybe don't get the humor or just don't mm-hmm. find it as funny. But I thought that the dialogue was so much stronger.
0: I agree with that. Um,
2: okay, we're I done with that category. Love... <laughs> All right, <Yeah>. check.
0: <laughs> yes, good. Um, no, I love. When uh, the florist, or like the botanist, a- is going through the story of all the people who have died. And she keeps going, God rest him. God
2: rest uh, and, that,
0: and that lovely girl, Eve girl, who's dead now, God rest her, uh, <laughs> told me that my... That My land was worth more. Uh, that, that good messenger boy, god rest of it. It's like <laughs> over and over, and then yeah. just god rest them all. Yeah,
1: she, like at the end, she just says all three of them back to back to back, and then is like god rest them.
0: <laughs> so funny. <clears throat> um, and I didn't catch it until I like was really paying attention and was like,
1: okay, this is like over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I love it's, that. It's, I love that it's just like. She just starts doing it, and I'm not full... Like, I don't watch a ton of British stuff, so I'm not, like, fully attuned to, like, the British... like accent and so like there are times when there's just like i i don't typically watch with subtitles on but every once in a while i'll like rewind and turn the subtitles on because i'm like i definitely missed something here and so that was one where i was like it took me a little while to get what she was doing but then once i got it i just started cackling like i just couldn't stop laughing for the whole sequence it was so funny um
0: and I also turned on subtitles for this movie. I was like, I gotta catch these jokes better. Because uh, some of them are told, uh, you know, where they kind of trail off of the end. Because that's how British people do funny jokes. Mm-hmm. But I need to know what you're saying. Um, forget it, Nick, it's Sanford. uh was a fun Chinatown nod. Mm. Um,
2: oh, with the mother and her sister. Yeah.
0: No, uh, at the yeah, I guess that is a Chinatown nod too, but... the. When, uh, Danny, is it Nick Angel and... Yeah, Nicholas Angel and Danny Butterman. Danny? Danny Butterman. Uh, so when Nick and Danny are, uh, like, cast in that amazing red light, uh, as they, like, drove out of town and, like, staged his stabbing, uh, that's when, uh, Danny says, forget it, Nick, it's, San- it's Sanford, and then he drives back.
2: Oh, like, it's <laughs> Chinatown?
0: Yeah. So it's and it's like such a good mashup of action and uh n- not noir necessarily but like detective movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, like
1: noir adjacent, I would say. Like it's definitely not then, a noir, yeah. but like it's 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 in the realm. And then it even has some like western peppered in just
0: mm-hmm. like in that final sequence. Uh I love the moment where they're in the grocery store and he's like yeah, yeah, uh so God, what what is he saying? He's like, uh, like where's where's uh, the big guy? And he's like, oh, he's in the freezer. And he's like, oh, did you say? Uh, <laughs> yeah. put him on, did you put him on ice? And he's like, no, I didn't say anything funny. And he's like, oh man. And he's like, but no. But before though, time, uh,
2: time to cool. When off. I was
0: fighting him, yeah, time to cool off. And he's like, but before though, I threw the monkey at him, and I was like. Hey, playtime's over, and then I smash him on the head. Little <laughs> Lily's <laughs> like, "Yeah, yeah, you're like, you're unstoppable."
2: <laughs> I do love their like so bromance. It's so nice. I do think that, like, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Let's keep going with dialogue, but I want to come back to their bromance. Don't let me forget. <laughs> yeah, it is nice
0: to like him more, Nick Frost, more in this than in *Shot of the Dead*, where I was like, "God, are you annoying?" <laughs> Um, uh, I guess, yeah, as far as the dialogue, and maybe this has more to do with, like, plot, but, uh, I was impressed by how much information or, like, key clues were hidden in the dialogue the entire time, uh, Mm -hmm. both of, like, things that are gonna pay off later, or, like, the motivation behind the actions of, like, the secret town council, uh, So I was really impressed with that at the end, realizing like, okay, yeah. So it has all been laid out in such innocuous dialogue Mm -hmm. that you're like, oh God, this is so boring. Uh, like not necessarily like the dialogue is bad, but just like, this is just boring everyday small talk. But in the small talk is the mystery. It is, it's all of it. I
2: thought
0: that was very clever.
1: Um, I have some lines that I wrote down, uh, when one of the Andes says, everybody and their mums is packing around here. He's like, like who? <laughs> Farmers. And who else? Farmers mums.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love the Andes so much. The,
1: the Andes are so good. <laughs> they have so much attitude. <laughs> um, I, oh, I wrote down both of the, I, we mentioned them already, but like the the funny Olivia Coleman bits, um, followed by tits and cocks. Really good stuff. <laughs> And then when Danny and uh, Nicholas are are having their, like, pint at the pub, and Danny's like, what made you want to be a policeman? Officer. What made you want to be a policeman, officer? Yeah. (laughs) So So dumb. He's (laughs)
2: He's
1: a good boy. I, so, I do think that, like, this movie doesn't make me laugh, as consistently as Shaun of the Dead does, oh, but I, I do think that like the jokes themselves are funnier in this. But f- like Shaun of the Dead, I'm just like, I don't know, I don't know what it is. And uh, I was trying to think about it this time. I so, I've only seen World's End once, and so it's hard to like fully make this claim. But I do remember thinking that Hot Fuzz was my least favorite of the three. Wow. Mm. Which like again I really like this movie. I think it's really fun and really funny. But I was like trying no, to wrong. like this <laughs> I'm wrong. Yeah. It's not fun. It's not funny.
2: <laughs> no, it's it is the best of the three.
1: I said it, I liked it least. I didn't say I didn't say it's the worst. I just it's my least favorite. Um No, but Tyranny's saying it's the best.
2: So yeah.
0: It's not even bad. It's the best of the three.
2: <laughs> That's why I'm saying you're wrong. Anyway, go okay. on. <laughs>
1: Um, And I was just trying to like as I was watching it this time and I think the something you said earlier Tierney kind of resonated with me because I I'm not the biggest fan of like action movies like they're fine and like I will watch them but like I don't have a strong connection to them in the same way that I do enjoy watching zombie movies And Uh. so when you were saying, for you, Tierney, like, this one works better for you than Shaun of the Dead because you don't necessarily watch a lot of horror movies, so, like, a lot of the reference points there don't necessarily connect with you, I feel somewhat similar for me. Like, I think, like, the jokes are funny, but a lot of, like, the references to, like, action movies, like, I love uh, Point Break, as you guys both know, on our group chat Mm -hmm. (laughs) from the other day, (laughs) Um But, like, I've never seen either of the Bad Boys movies. And so, like, the shot at the end with, like, the slow motion helicopter coming over (laughs) them that is, like, so clearly a Michael Bay reference. Like, I get it that it's a Michael Bay reference, but I just, like, don't really care about most Michael Bay movies. So, like, that type of stuff is just, like, it doesn't... Hit me as hard as a lot of like the zombie stuff that I enjoy so much from uh To be Shaun fair, the I
2: haven't seen <clears throat> Bad Boys and definitely didn't care about the helicopter shot either. Okay. Well, I, I appreciated think, the I just the, think your dialogues. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Well. Should we go yeah. on to acting? Sure. We, yeah. We both have that in common. Um We I all can, have that in common, right? Yeah, I can, I can kick it off, I guess. Uh, and read my notes, and then we can decide whether to elaborate or go on to the next person. <laughs> so first, I have all caps the Andes. Then I have all caps Olivia Coleman, which is really the only way to write her name. And then I write. Is there Angelis... an exclamation
1: point afterwards? Because there should be.
2: No, it's just a like, like a loud, Olivia Coleman. Anyway, Olivia <laughs> Coleman. Uh, Angel is such a defined character You know his stance Mm -hmm. on everything Um, I think I love this so much Because every British comedian I love is in it (laughs) Was another Uh, acting line Oh wait, I'm not done
1: Okay
2: Uh, Mirroring the fence jumping in Shaun of the Dead I thought was So funny Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Uh,
2: And then I wrote Simon Pegg is so good And then just the creme de la creme of this whole movie best shot so this i guess ties into visuals of the whole movie but really comes down to performances is the andy's sliding off the screen one coming back leaving as the other one comes back and leaves it's perfect yeah <laughs> and with and the that reminded perfect frowns too
0: <laughs> yeah and that reminded me even of the humor in like scott pilgrim where it's like these little like visual edit jokes, where mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's just it's playing with what you expect to happen and just kind of like throwing you off. Uh, yeah, that was a great moment.
2: That's my favorite. I, Every time I
1: laughed out loud. I like also, how like, Timothy um,
2: Dalton is in
1: it. Timothy Dalton is so fucking good in this movie. He's, He's also like, handsome. Sure. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Timothy Dalton is handsome. I don't. I don't think anybody has ever said anything to the contrary. So I'm tired
0: of having to fight about this.
1: <laughs> he's he like is. He is handsome. I know he was literally James Bond. I, know. I don't know. Like, like what
0: do you I think he's the about? most handsome James Bond.
2: <laughs> okay, I okay, I don't. Well, who do you think, think is? Him? Not him. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it, would, it would depend. What is it Pierce Brosnan?
1: Rude. Is it do you like maybe you didn't think so initially, but then when he started singing in
2: Mamma Mia, you're like retroactively. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> He's I was honest, like, Man, James he Spott. cannot hold a tune and I love it. Uh, it used to be it used, so to, be nice. so it good. used to be so good. <laughs> um No, I think I initially was like Daniel Craig, really? And then by the end I was like when he was like I'm a dad, I was like, No, God. <laughs>
1: I do okay. I agree
2: with that. Uh, so I'd say probably him.
1: I don't really um, have a dog in this fight. Yeah. So where where were we? Care. You're talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry, David I got Dalton. us off track. We were just talking about Timothy Dalton. I think that he. I don't because I don't really have a relationship to James Bond outside of the Daniel Craig movies. Um, like yeah. I just I know Cut him. You.
2: <laughs> you don't watch action and you don't watch James Bond.
1: It's not that I don't watch action. I just don't like necessarily like care about action as a genre. Like it's not something that I'm like, oh, I'm gonna fire up a '90s action joint.
2: Says the guy who has seen every Fast and the Furious movie in theaters within the first. Yeah,
1: bitch. Well, I mean, those are so silly. I mean, technically, I guess. Shut up.
0: (laughs) That helicopter shot could have been in any of the Fast and the Furious movies. No, it
1: wouldn't be. And all of, done all of the unironical. Fast and the Furious directors are better than Michael Bay. <laughs> mm, <I'm>, aren't they <laughs> all Michael Bay? No. no.
2: <laughs> no. I know Michael the... Bay
1: did the Transformers movies. Not I'm pretty sure he the did Fast the fifth and one. Furious Michael Bay has never directed a Fast and Furious movie.
2: Fine.
0: <laughs> I do think that he sh- I think that we should get a crossover of Transformers and Fast and the Furious, though.
1: Uh, I mean, sure,
0: but... And have Vin Diesel will be like, you're one good guy, Optimus Prime. And then Optimus Prime is like, it's all about family.
2: <laughs> I would actually <laughs> love that. I was gonna
1: say, <laughs> you can't be giving out solid gold ideas like this for free man. I don't care.
0: <laughs> Somebody needs to fucking pick it up and run with it. Uh, I'm not gonna do it, but... Yeah, just imagine, like... He's like the Predacons don't believe in family, What's but we do. The Predacons are the bad guys. The, oh, I guess decepticons? They're from the Decepticons. Decepticons. Predacons are from Beast Wars, which is the newest movie that I did not see, but I know has the Beast Wars characters in it. What are we talking about? So Fuzz? <laughs> Timothy uh, Dalton is so good in this acting. movie.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so like yeah. I don't really have a strong relationship with Timothy Dalton. Uh, I've just never really seen a lot of his stuff But every time I watch this movie I'm just like god he's such an incredible Shit In this movie Like every <laughs> single time he's on screen And he just has that little like shit eating smirk And I'm like god fuck this guy And so he does such a good job Making you really hate that character uh, And the
2: fact that he <clears throat> didn't They didn't even kill anyone for the reason that he thought There were all these like petty yeah. reasons <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, when he's like, it's it's so much simpler than you thought. <laughs> <It's>...
0: <laughs> so I guess my question would be, why is he playing his hands so openly? Is it just like he knows he has all the power in the town?
2: Yeah, because he can just kill him.
1: Yeah. Okay. So it's like threats. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Like the uh, another, I mean, very Edgar Wright thing, but whenever. Timothy Dalton's character is like driving by a crime scene, and like the song that he's listening to on the radio is like just so on the nose. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, <clears throat> like during the when he drives by the uh, the traffic collision, and he's listening to Romeo and Juliet by Dire Straits. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, when he drives by the uh, explosion. And he's listening to a song called Fire. it's <laughs> <I> was like, <laughs> just so blatantly obvious that he's the bad yeah. guy.
2: <laughs> it's like a yeah. cartoon villain.
1: It honestly is. Like, he's so over the top that it's like, it really does feel cartoonish. And it's so funny. And I do yeah, think I it guess... like fits the movie really well.
0: I do love those moments, but I do wonder if that's why the reveal that, like, the whole town is in on it doesn't feel as satisfying. Because it's so obvious that it's him mm-hmm. for so long, and he's not not responsible. It's just that he's not the only one who is. And so it's like, well, then why were you
1: so obvious about it?
2: When I kind of this... assumed he's the ringleader.
1: I also thought well, that, but Jim then Broadbent. It's Jim Broadbent. Like, it really comes to light at the um. end. So it's just like an he's just kind of being an idiot by like showing like calling attention to it right, but I think it's it to me it reads as like a I'm invincible like yeah. I'm in on the i I know what's going on, I'm part of the gang, like you can try and do whatever you want, oh, but sure. you're not gonna be able to get me because and like i even in like it's the everyone. scene yeah like when he when they all like march into his office in the supermarket. And, like, Simon Pegg lays out the entire case against him. And the whole time he's just smiling because he's like, yeah, I mean, you probably are right to some degree, but you're not going to be able to catch me because I have an alibi for this, like, all of these specific things. And I know that, like, no matter, <clears throat> no matter what happens, like, you're not actually going to be able to, to get me. So, like, I always just read it as, like, a he knows that he's above the law. And so he's just, like, like, rubbing yes. it in, basically. And I think that's why the performance works so well for me. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Um, I also like that uh, Edgar Wright, like, clearly has his, like, his troop, you know? Like, he's got his go-tos that he brings along. But I also, I thought it was really fun that, like, people who were in Shaun of the Dead in, like, basically nothing roles, like, Martin Martin Freeman... Freeman. (laughs) Like, yeah. he's like, okay, I'm gonna elevate you now Like, you were in the uh, You were in Shaun of the Dead I had a fun time working with you The, you know, two hours you were on set that one day But now I'm actually gonna, like, make you a character Um And, like, the whole intro scene Like, the I get why he did Like, I get why Edgar Wright started the movie With, like, the voiceover And, like, the, you know, getting you caught up on the character It never really works for me Because, like like, it just feels out of place with the rest of the movie. Like, having, like, a like a third-person narrator, like, give you exposition about this character feels off. When I think, that like, what you said earlier, Tierney, like, as soon as he... As soon as Simon Pegg starts talking, you're like, oh, yeah, no, this is a fully realized character. Like, I don't feel like I needed the expo- exposition dump of the opening sequence. Because I feel like Simon Pegg, both as a performance and Edgar Wright writing Simon Pegg's character knew uh-huh. who the character was and I feel like I could have gotten all of that without that weird thing that just kind of feels out of place with the rest of the movie but anyway once you get after that and he's just like in the uh, inspector's office and it goes from Martin Freeman <laughs> to uh, who's the second one um, um uh Patty or not um, no I know I wanted to say fucking, Patty but I was like no it's not Patty
0: um oh he drives me crazy too. Um,
2: who are we talking about oh it's uh it's the guy from the radio show uh yeah oh my god fuck what oh is my god name? and he's from philomena <laughs> yeah am uh, i Alan, oh Alan. uh fuck what is the character's name in this radio show ellen uh fuck's
1: sake Partridge.
2: yes thank you is partridge alan partridge is the character Cooey? his name
1: Co- coogan steve coogan there we go coogan. we got there everybody we fucking steve, got i was there. like <laughs> alan cooley <laughs> i steve knew it, i knew it wasn't patty Considine, but that was all right. i could think of and i'm looking like <laughs> i can see steve coogan's face but all i could think of was patty Considine. i was like no that's not right yeah. i'm glad we got there and they have almost the same face um, but i love that we go from martin freeman to Steve Coogan, and then Bill Nye comes back. He's like, Oh, yeah, hey. And they're all
0: shitheads. They're all equally <laughs> annoying shitheads.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's so good. <laughs>
0: I, I'm going to push back a little bit on that opening montage because I think it effectively leads you to believe the movie's going one direction. And the next scene works even more because it's a total redirect that, like, this overtrained, overeager, Action hero cop uh, is not going to get to do any of those things. Like he has to go to the countryside, and that's I think like in the same way that the Shaun of the Dead opening introduces you to like the crew and the dynamics between the members of the crew. This one sets up his character and where he would be best served, and then flips it on its head. So it like it's meant mostly, I think, to contradict the expected direction rather than be, like, character building.
1: I don't necessary. I don't disagree with you. And I don't necessarily have a problem with the fact that, like, there is a montage to establish his, like, rise to this position. But, like, mm-hmm. when I was watching it, <clears throat> I think, to me, it, the like, the narration is what really takes me out of it. Because it feels like it's a movie trailer. Like, it feels like we're, like... Well, I think it's supposed to. Which I think is yeah. fine, but, like, nothing else in the movie feels like that. And so it...
2: I mean, you I mean, could say think the same a lot. for Star Wars makes you read right away, but nothing else in the movie makes you read.
1: That's a good
0: point. Hmm. I And I do think, I like, guess, like so... the action scenes are just as, like, like any of the montages of, like, loading up guns or the helicopter
1: are all in that same, like, hyper... Uh, yeah, but, so, okay, let me... Real. When I was watching this, that montage reminded me of the montage at the beginning of The Departed, where we're watching sure. Matt Damon like come up through the ranks and like you know ace all of his like pass all of his like written tests, ace all the physical tests, and like rise up through the Boston PD there's no voice over there, but you get the sense of what's happening. Like you understand the character and where the character is going to fall in with the rest of the story. And you think about 21 Jump Street and you have the same thing where Channing Tatum, which like comedically Channing Tatum is good at all the physical stuff. Uh, Jonah Hill is good at all like the, the written stuff and they come together. But like, it's the same idea where it's like a police training montage like all of that stuff is fine, but like literally the fact that it opens with like a voiceover that is never used. Isn't it through- Simon Pegg, though? Yeah. Is it? So it's it's his yeah. self
0: idea. It's him talking about this is how good I am. These are all the accomplishments I've had. This is how committed to my job I am. I am a highly decorated officer. I am ready to go, and then it, the car, the pull or the. Carpet the carpet gets carpet, pulled up yeah. from under him. Um, yeah,
2: the pole gets carpeted from under him. Yeah, We've all been there. Is a carpet, and that
0: carpet is there. Um, but, but then um, it's I not there. Yeah, I think, and I think because you don't have an internal monologue, Colin, you have said in the past that narration in movies feels like unrealistic or wrong to you. And so I just want to take a moment to take this
1: <laughs> to put me time on blast
0: <laughs> and put you on blast as a person who doesn't have an inner monologue, which is still something that blows my mind because I can't stop
1: yelling at myself in my brain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All I do is scream at myself. So uh, I definitely so, didn't recognize nice. it as Simon Pegg's voice. I thought, it, like, it didn't sound like a what I'm used to for Simon Pegg's voice. It sounded more like, I guess now that I think about it, it did sound more like the voice that he was doing towards the end of the movie, um, mm-hmm. where he's like very purposely putting on like the, like, Oh, I'm, I'm the good guy cop who solved right. the case, you know, like, and so I guess I do see that now and I'm more okay with it now. But yeah, when I was, when I was watching it, I was just like, Oh, this just this feels weird. And I just like, wish we wouldn't have had it, but yeah. I think it's to communicate that he doesn't switch off, that he like sure. is always thinking like this. Uh, and it's annoying, like to work with somebody like that. <laughs> uh, this is mostly unrelated, but uh, as both of you know and listener uh, are about to know, I recently started running. Um, uh-huh. And <laughs> there's like the scene where it's the first morning that uh, Simon Pegg is in Sanford And he's just going for, like, a casual morning jog in, like, a white polo that's buttoned all the way to the top. And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's like t-shirt and gym shorts, my dude, what are you doing? (laughs) If you're fit, you can run in a polo. But why would you want to, is my thing.
2: (laughs) Maybe it's, like, one of those moisture wicking. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean... Uh Yeah, I guess that's the technically name true. The, the
2: point is, he doesn't the know name how to it. turn it off. He doesn't know how to unwind.
1: For sure, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. like uh, yeah, yeah. And doesn't get back together with his girlfriend either. She's uh, already with somebody else, I guess. So <laughs> his
1: girlfriend, Kate Blanchett. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> really? Oh, that's did even... you? You guys didn't know that? Chris had see Kate Blanchett. You don't see her face. Yeah, I... She's uncredited, but it is Kate Blanchett. Oh my, oh my god.
0: Chris walked by and said Kate Blanchett and I remember being like, I was like in my kitchen so I was I had to rewind to that part. But then I forgot entirely and uh, now my mind is blown again. Now that I know.
1: I see. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So like, like I said, the casting was like, are you British and have you ever been funny? Or are you Cate Blanchett? <laughs> like those were yeah. the two things. Like, alright, you're in my movie. Congrats. I mean, she's been funny.
2: The interviews with her and Sarah Paulson are really funny.
0: That's true, and yeah. she's, she's good, good in the movie Bandits.
2: What? I don't think I've the seen it.
0: Bruce, Bruce Willis.
2: Bruce Springsteen. Uh huh. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. Uh, okay. Wait. So, I also uh, while we're talking yeah. about while I, uh, while I'm talking about Cape Blanchett, the scene. <laughs> the scene where they're having their like he's telling her that he's leaving is so funny and it reminds me a lot of like the opening scene of Shaun of the dead where there's just like a lot of like really quick dialogue between two people and then every once in a while it'll like cut to a person who's in the background who will just be like oh hey i'm here too yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah. it's, it's so good um when he like walks in and starts like talking to her and she's he's like oh I'm not Janine. <laughs> cuz like they all look the exact same. <laughs> and in the credits that guy is credited as not Janine.
2: <laughs> I love it.
1: And then when she starts starts talking about how uh like he's like oh you're seeing someone else and she's like yeah and he's like is it Bob? And she's like oh god no. <laughs> like you think that I would be with Bob? Look at him and like you just see Bob like looking. <laughs> background. And just yeah. looks like, like nothing. It's Dave. Also and then Dave up. turns around and just waves, but they yeah. all look the exact same. It's so
2: funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh
0: including the opening to that scene where he's like, what's the situation? And she's like, ugh, we've been over this. And he's like, No, I meant like here. And she's like, two bodies, possibly dead from uh from whatever, like signs of a struggle. And then he's like, And we're talking about here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that whole sequence uh,
0: had me dying <laughs> It's great um, Also I guess I don't know uh, Can we talk about dialogue again for a hot second Sure uh, Like when uh, when Danny says Oh he has become Judge Judy An executioner
1: <laughs> Very funny That's all <laughs> uh, This is not necessarily dialogue But just another thing that just made me Cackle when they're uh at the play at the, just the truly atrocious Romeo and Juliet play <laughs> which
2: that girl It's like loveful? and julie they're punch and julie uh Lucy like, punch the blonde the one? actress yeah. yeah like this movie has a deep bench for people who love wow. to do very funny things
1: she's so funny she was i can't she, she was in a a TV show that I watched like an American show a while back, and I think the show only had, like, one season and got canceled, but, like, I remember every time she was on screen just dying. She's so funny. But anyway, when she (laughs) kills herself as Juliet, and then it, like, cuts to black, and then immediately turns into a Love Fool (laughs) sing-along. It's like, we're adapting... Boz Lerman's Romeo and Juliet first stage like it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, Kurt dressed like an angel. I was like wearing, is like, this the Kate pole? Claire Danes? Yes. Yeah. She's being Claire Danes and he's being Leo and it's so fucking funny and then when they just like love me love me say that you
2: love me it's so good. <laughs> and if-
0: for that to actually be the reason they're murdered uh, is pretty great. <laughs> but it's so bad. And
2: her laugh.
1: <laughs> Annoying. Annoying. Oh, God. Do <clears throat> You guys want um, to talk about visuals a bit?
2: I don't really have, like, um, much to say. I just thought they were, I, I just wrote, their, it's peak Edgar Wright visuals for me. Like, this is what I come, this is what I come here for. The transitions were excellent you had more visual gags that were like better than the other ones like the bolognese and i just thought it was like oh yeah peak egg right <laughs> so
1: yeah i would agree with that um when one of the Andes starts freaking out because the other one's just covered in red
2: yeah he's like it's just bolognese <laughs> yeah that's the gag <laughs> i was talking about yeah so good Um, And even just the, I guess, Andy's back and forth leaving the screen as visuals.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's where, I think visuals are definitely something that I also had in my top three. But I guess for the purposes of, like, what to talk about, I might shift it to uh, the symbolism, I guess. Or, like, I don't know if symbolism is the right thing to capture this, but maybe even just, like, cultural significance somewhere in between uh particularly with what the plot of the crimes are which is to make sanford great again that's a quote in the movie uh and they're fascists they are fascist leaders which are called out very quickly as soon as he checks into the hotel but like that idea i was like oh this is really
2: she calls him kind of timely
0: Mm -hmm. right but they are fascists that it is like the like, she's calling him a fascist, but in the end, that cult is kind of, they are the fascists of the town. Because yeah. they're murdering mm-hmm. the undesirables. Which, like, is pretty specific when uh, they talk about, like, the gypsy people that are coming through. Which, I think that's came. a slur, so I probably shouldn't say they that. They came through. They it came was, through. What? They're dead. Oh, <laughs> they're dead. Well, no, but they came through, and then... Like, that was considered, like, a blight on the town. And then it was, like, carnival people and the living statue, which is a very funny (laughs) recurring bit, especially during the chase scene, where he just doesn't react as the people run past him. But, like, they are a fascist government that's set up to kill anybody who gets in their way and anything that doesn't adhere to their, like, strict guidelines. And... It's just funny that they say we have to make Sanford great again. I thought that was very interesting. Also, that Neighborhood Watch, NWA, is also, like, New World Order, um NWO, or, like, New World Authority, which would be, like, a Illuminati, Secret Society kind of.
2: It's also... Uh, that was a joke on the band.
1: It's also, yeah, like, a <clears throat> NWA, the rap group, uh... And there's a song during the credits where I'm pretty, I wasn't paying that much attention because I was running late, but I'm pretty sure there's a song during the credits where there's a line in the song that says straight out of Sanford, which I was like, hell yeah.
0: That's funny. Oh, a visual is... Olivia Coleman in that boob costume. Oh my god. When she's bringing out <laughs> the, the birthday, birthday cake. <laughs> and then oh, nobody yeah. calls attention to it. No, <laughs> it's not talked about at all, but she's yeah. just in those, like, boob <clears throat> cut-out <laughs> yeah. strap. Uh, I thought that was a very funny visual gag, and uh, totally in line with that character. <laughs>
1: Wish it was a great character. She's, I mean, we've talked about it before, and I don't think it could ever be said too many times, but Olivia Coleman. It's just a goddamn treasure
2: like, She truly is She's every, the real queen of England
1: I mean honestly uh, But like every yeah. time she's on screen In this movie She just like looks like she's having the absolute time of her life And it's so infectious That you're like ooh I'm now having the time of my life Get you on my screen more often And you please. also just like
2: know exactly who Doris is
1: You <clears throat> mm-hmm.
2: know exactly who she is
1: Yeah she's we one of the boys know
2: Doris <laughs> i've been a doris yeah <laughs> um, um Colin, should we go to your nar?
1: yeah so uh matt, did you i have texted to you guys say? this what
2: matt did you have more to say i didn't want to interrupt
1: oh i don't know matt did you have something you wanted to add before we go to my yeah
2: what are you no. doing we keep saying what? your name, and you keep looking away. You're saying my name? Yes.
0: It's not It's not coming through. Anyway. Did uh, you have
2: anything else you wanted to say?
0: Your sound keeps <laughs> cutting out. Like, every time you start speaking, I can't hear what you're saying.
2: Do you try, Colin?
0: Right there. Yeah. I <clears throat> didn't get it at all. So... Remember this time period because you're probably going <laughs> to want to cut this side of the podcast.
1: I don't know. I but literally, listen every listen. time you
0: start talking, it cuts out and your sound is not c- catching the beginning of your voice. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I guess last two things that I would say uh, I love the callback to A. Aronson, A. A. Aronson, mm-hmm. or Aaron A. Aronson, or whatever, the little kid. And he's Oh, like, yeah. What? Uh, and the fact that. When they watch the action movies, he says, you know, that it's fun, but that would be a lot of paperwork. And then after the whole climax, they're like, and now we have to do the (laughs) paperwork, which I was like, oh, you're you're staying true to what you've said and set up in this movie.
1: The uh, when (laughs) when Nick Frost comes out of his little like movie collection den, which like would would like yeah (laughs) personally just would like to have like yours yeah um but he just like holds up point break in bad boys 2 and he's like which one he's like no which one do you want to watch first (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: it's
1: so so good um i also i know we mentioned this already but uh i just want to circle back really quickly the callback to like jumping over the fence like what you've never taken a shortcut before like the elevation of it Like, if it were just a callback, like, that would be fine. But, like, the the fact that they, like, took it to the next level and, like, Simon Pegg actually is able to jump over all of them. (laughs) And flip. (laughs) And the physical comedy of Nick Frost. Because, like, at least in Shaun of the Dead, Uh, uh, uh. like, Shaun, like, gets over the fence, sort of, but then the fence kind of collapses. But, like, the physical comedy of Nick Frost just, like, tripping and barreling through the (laughs) fence. It's... (laughs) Like, I I remember the first time I watched this movie, like, I saw it in theaters after seeing Shaun of the Dead, and I was like, oh, great, they're making another one. And so when I saw, like, when he, like, looked to the camera, and it's like, oh, you've never taken a shortcut? I was like, oh, I see where we're going. And then to see where it actually goes like, made me cry. I was laughing so hard. It's so funny. And then when
0: he gets over the second fence and just, like, flops onto <laughs> just... <laughs> the other side, and you're like, god, this looks so painful.
1: <laughs> um... A couple other things that I just wanted to note real quick, because I know how Matt loves setups and payoffs. The sure do. Uh, there are two, like, basically entire film length setups that get paid off right at the very end. Uh, and one is, like, his first case is trying to track down a swan. Also... Uh, <laughs> he's talking to steven merchant it's like he's like p.i staker piss taker no thank you and then it cuts to actually like a real person (laughs) Ah, yes so good Um, was such a good joke and then uh so yeah like the first case that he's supposed to be on like as the actual like acting sergeant in this small town is to just like catch a swan and he like finally catches a swan at the very end. And the swan is what, like, ultimately brings mm-hmm. down Jim Broadbent's character. I was like, oh, that's really fun. Like, that, there's just been this, like, runner through the entire movie that, like, the swan is still on the loose and then the swan is ultimately, like, the downfall of the bad guy. Um, and then at the beginning when they're when he's like why is everybody eating chocolate cake it's because <laughs> Danny fucked up and had to buy the whole office cake but then apparently there I can't remember exactly what the line is but there's something about how there's going to be like an unlimited supply of rocky road in the freezer yeah. and so then like right at the very end when Timothy Dalton has like the fake church steeple shoved through the bottom <laughs> of it, and you just like assume that he's dead but then he's just like I would like some ice cream, <laughs> and he's like, "Well, we've got plenty of that at the station." I was like, "Nice, oh, yeah. <laughs> incredible callback! <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a great callback." <laughs> also,
0: when you were talking about like the the swan, it also reminded me that that storekeeper keeps asking like, "So have you gotten the swans?" And then they're like, "It's only one," which then pays off later when she's like, "Have you gotten the killers?" And he's like, "Oh, no, there's no only one." Oh, yeah. and nice. Then it's like, "Oh shit! Wait a minute. We don't know if there's only one." And I, I just realized, like, oh, they even set that up to be like she pluralizes, and they have to correct her, but it, it means something. It's so smart. It really is a really tightly written movie, at least in terms of dialogue and just these and like little setups to everything. Where I'm,
2: I really don't know how you have a no for plot yeah. and uh, story. Explain
1: yourself. <laughs> it's I so. I texted you guys this, and it was partially my bad because I just assumed that this movie would be an hour and a half because Sean is an, an hour, and hour and a half. Movie. <laughs> I'm just saying. To me, I, I I agree that like it is written really tightly. Like a lot of like the little things are are very tight, but it just like I feel like it drags a little bit. Like there's a there's a lull towards the end of the movie where I'm just like eh, like okay, like can we speed this up? Like I get that he Edgar Wright wanted to have like a big action set piece at the end and all that is fine. But like there's, there's some stuff towards the middle that I'm just like, this drags a little bit. And I wish that like we could like either, I I don't necessarily like know what I would want. It's just like Mm. when I'm watching. So with with Mm. Shaun of the dead, I feel like it's a really tight, like 90 minute movie. And I think that, like, it just, like, it doesn't ever feel like it's dragging to me. Whereas, like, this movie, there are moments where I'm just like, yeah, it's, like, something is not, like, it's, it's, I'm I'm not laughing as much. Like, this feels like a bit of a, like, a lull. Either in the action or in the comedy. And it's just, like, to me, it's always just been, like, I wish that this movie were, like, 15 minutes shorter. Because I think I would like it a lot more if we lost some of those part, parts that lulled like a little Fincher's
2: bit. Did Fincher's The Killer? <laughs>
1: fuck yeah that's a two-hour movie i'm not saying i have a problem with it being two hours i'm just wow. saying this specific you have gone movie on this
2: podcast and i said that
1: yes that's true i have that said a that. two hour movie documentary,
2: is a no-go so i just am here to say uh, that you're wrong
1: i yeah no i definitely said that Uh, And I think that like what I truly believe is that a two hour and 15 or a two hour and 20 minute movie is an abomination and no movie should be that long. They should either be longer or shorter. Uh, I don't necessarily have a problem with the fact that this is a two hour movie. What I do have Mm -hmm. a problem with is in the two hours of this movie, there are parts that drag to me. And so I wish that this were like a tighter movie that didn't have those parts that drag. Fine. Just stop
2: screaming at us.
1: Yeah, and I
0: guess my question (laughs) to you is, why are you a liar?
2: Yeah, okay, now we're into our Q&A, so, Colin, (laughs) why are you a liar?
1: (laughs) Because I like to say things that are hot takes, because this is podcasting. Classic liar. This is podcasting. You have to get off the hot takes so that people are like, oh, damn. It's not necessarily that. that I that I believe all of the things that I'm saying, even though I yeah. do sort of believe some of the things that I'm saying. Yeah. Lister, I do you think can't that... see it. He's got his fingers crossed <laughs> this whole time. <laughs>
0: He's winking.
1: I do think that like a tight ninety is just like a real solid runtime for a movie. And also like everyone if, agrees with that. If we're gonna go for if we're gonna go for an epic, just like fully go for the fucking epic. Like I went to go get my ticket for Napoleon, and it's like two hours and forty five minutes long, even though I know that there's a four hour cut that apparently is gonna be on Apple Plus someday. I'm just like, just Ugh. give us the four hour cut. Like let me sit in That's a movie wrong. theater in my own filth for four hours <laughs> and just Ugh. like let this fucking Ridley Scott business wash over me just give it all to me don't cut shit down and like Ari Aster Bo was afraid that was originally a four-hour cut give me the four-hour oh version oh my
2: god <laughs> that should have been a 20-minute movie it's true I can't um, imagine a four-hour cut I think I would <laughs> blow my brains out like my head would just explode like spontaneously I combust
0: I <laughs> I'd love to see it. I'd love I, to see a four-hour cut of bow is afraid. It
2: honestly, sounds like a medieval torture device. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, right. Bring then, out
1: the boy. The bow is afraid. One other quick thing that I want to just shout out is I love how gnarly this movie is. Like, obviously, Shaun of the Dead is the gnarlier of the two oh, because, see, like, inherently, like inherently gnarly, it has yes. to be. That steeple, the steeple is, is it. so gross.
2: it is so Ooh, gross. <laughs> I can't watch it. It is
1: haunting. And when the <laughs> It really fucked me up. Every single time I watched like the fr- so I watched this movie in theaters and then I probably went like ten years before watching it again. And one of the only things I remembered like I remember like the overall plot, but one of the only like specific things that I remembered was the steeple falling on the dude <laughs> and just destroying his head. <laughs> Um, I also like when uh, like at the end Simon Pegg is very clearly trying not to like actually kill anybody like he's trying to just like get them like down but he's not trying to like actually murder anyone Uh, and so he like shoots like the hanging flower pot. Yeah. That then hits a woman and then her head just smashes onto the car and then there's like some <laughs> blood that spatters from that. I'm like, nice. <laughs> yeah. Also a yeah. bear
0: trap that clamps down on somebody's head. Fuck yeah.
1: <laughs> that would have killed. I think Edgar Wright should get back to making real gnarly movies. Not yeah, enough. I agree with not that. enough gnar in Last Night in Soho I I'm, IMO. Definitely not enough of Baby Driver. <sighs> oh. All right. Q&A. Did we do it, everybody? We made it to the Q&A portion.
2: We yeah. did. I actually don't have any questions.
1: Well, think
0: of some right now, <laughs> like I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> um, my question would be, would you, are you a country mouse or a city cat? I'll take the the answer off the air. <laughs>
1: About country, mouse, I don't think it right what, what if we did just be like, okay, we'll talk after like, we'll, we'll talk after we stop recording. The people can't know.
2: I'd probably be you always leave mouse, them wanting but more. Like, pretty close to the city so that I can still go in and enjoy the life in the city. But it gets overwhelming.
1: Yeah, I am uh... like a small
2: city kind of girl.
1: Hmm. I don't, I I don't like being associated with cats, but, uh, I mean the movie cats. Yes. But like, don't, don't be a liar again. You're lying every which way on the spot. I said the movie cats. Yes. But like the actual like domesticated animal, which you were clearly going for when you say city cat. No, you didn't know what I was going for. Don't
0: put words in my mouth. I was talking about Rumple (laughs) teaser, but you know, I was actually talking about
1: skimble shanks. My boy. My number yeah, one. Was boy.
2: Okay, <laughs> answer the question now. <laughs>
1: uh, to answer your question, I'm very, very much a city cat. N- no country for this boy. And I like so. I've yeah. never been to the UK, but from what I've gathered, I really don't think I would enjoy being small town UK. Like I think yeah. I would need to be But if you're a
2: small town UK And you're a 20 minute train ride From the outskirts of London it Sounds pretty nice
1: I'd rather just be in London I think
2: Or if, just if, if the city. Like, uh, In a small town Outside of like Manchester or some other city I just Big cities is like it's just They're fun to visit but It's like overstimulation <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's fair I, I, I get think that i it is in, so extremely not me <laughs> like when i would go like after you i've been living in sh-
2: already have people screaming inside your head all the time colin yeah
1: that might be fair <laughs> <But when>
0: that's <laughs> a great point actually the country for you would be a little <clears throat> too quiet but when i, I was, just right
1: it's oh my like, god oh,
2: just the voices in my head <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: i so i saw priscilla earlier today and there's this like a sequence where She's like at Graceland But Elvis is off like touring or shooting a movie Or something and it's just like You just watch her just like Walk around Graceland And just be bored out of her fucking mind And I was like literally my nightmare (laughs) Like get me in a city so I don't have to do this shit
2: Like (laughs) (laughs) Um yeah This is also coming from someone who lives in the third largest city In this country so
1: Well yeah that's why I was like when
2: Overwhelming (laughs)
1: when i was yeah. like before my parents left south dakota like when i would go back after i'd been living in chicago for a few years and like people would be like oh my gosh how do you do it chicago it's just so big i'm like i, I can't not do it <laughs> like yeah. i just i can't imagine not having that <laughs> like yeah. that's just so inherent to who i am as a person that like i don't think i could ever be truly happy not in a city yeah. That's it. That's, it. Um, that's how, it. How do we feel about the uh, ACAB situation, watching mm. this movie, being mm. being asked to root for good cops, of which we know that they don't exist? <laughs>
2: um, uh, yeah. Well, this isn't the United <laughs> States, so I think it's already a completely different picture. <laughs> that's a good point.
0: <laughs> uh, that's what I also and thought. And so was by like, pointing well,
2: that out, it's like comparing apples and oranges.
0: <laughs> yeah but i also don't know the roots of the british uh police system uh and so i, I do still believe in a cab uh and i still think oh, uh yeah. the propaganda the propaganda is uh thick but it's a good movie and uh at yeah. least it's, uh, it's old fascist white people that are the problem so that was fine with me
1: yeah. <laughs> somebody needs to stop them <laughs> and it does make fun of several of the cops in the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think it does I um, also love more when time throw... making
2: fun of them than rooting for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I also love him throwing his club
1: through that window. Oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> use that club however you can. <laughs> uh, Matt, you should watch... I can't remember the name of it, but there's, a, there's one of the Small Axe movies um, mm. that's about John Boyega joining the oh, police yeah. force mm. in... Mm. London, in, like, the 70s, I think. London. Very good. Oh, the mispronunciation of London in this movie. Like, everybody always saying something weird with London. (laughs) London? When
2: when he's like,
1: somebody from London called for you? (laughs) 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 When, uh... Yeah, when uh, Nick Frost is like, go back to London. <laughs> Just like really <laughs> hits the Don really hard. You're like, what the fuck? Good running uh, bit.
0: Good bit. <laughs> Lots of really good bits in this,
1: I would say, is what I would conclude. Speaking uh,
2: conclusions. Oh.
1: Well, I was going to say, does anybody have any other questions? Tierney already said no.
2: No, Your Honor. <laughs> she... she, she <laughs>
0: <laughs> you heard Judge Judy.
1: <laughs> Judge Judy an executioner. <laughs> <laughs> Although now I'm thinking about like Judge Judy as an executioner. Like she's literally Judge Judy wearing <laughs> like, just wearing her normal Judge Judy garb, but then she's just like cutting people's heads off with a guillotine or something. And it's like making name. fun of
0: them as she's she's like, hey little idiot. You thought you're gonna end up here, huh? Oh, uh, yeah, way to make your mother proud. i like, just fucking kill me already. Like, stop giving me little, like, side comments. Just cut my head off. God.
1: Um, Well. That's it. We did it. We did the second entry of the movie. We Speed only got one left.
2: Cutting our heads off.
1: What are we watching next week, Tierney?
2: We're watching World's End.
1: Oh, and what oh, is that? That's so interesting. Why are you <laughs>
2: asking me this?
1: <laughs> what color Cornetto, or what flavor Cornetto is know. associated? I think it's mint. Did you notice what color was this one, I'm knee?
2: hungry. It was blue. Ugh.
1: Are you hungry for Cornetto? It was blue. Would you eat a Cornetto? If they I had can't. a gluten free Cornetto, how quickly would you eat a Cornetto?
2: Is it also dairy free ice cream?
1: yeah
0: no yeah i mean then if they're no. go, if they're <laughs> no i you gotta we gotta keep it honest they're <laughs> not gonna do both at the same time
2: then the answer that's is a, no I will that's
1: explain. a whole untapped wow. market think about all the cornettos that Tierney could eat if there was a vegan tyranny's so, so hungry
2: hungry <laughs> she's
0: about to scream
2: Please release. well me. we're gonna watch world's
0: end which is um, mint by so the way mint
1: green mint
0: oh mint uh what is blue classic and vanilla i think okay i see i see um well yeah that's the only other question i had so i'm finished